Hmm, you're probably wondering how you got here. It's the Woodworking Morning Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's uh, we gotta we gotta figure out this title thing. I, I don't know. I don't want to make it an issue every week, but uh, right. it's it's the woodworking show that we do. I'm Mark. I'm Nicole. Uh, on on the Wood Whisper. Yeah, TWW like Live. Let's just go back live. to TWW Live, and then it doesn't matter when it it's happens. 2014 all over again. It really is. <laughs> Not at all. Well, anyway, uh, thanks for being here. And uh, normally we thank people who help us out. Uh, either on Patreon or with the, the YouTube membership thing. Uh, but we were there last minute kind of thing, yeah. right? My mom's not Don't here to watch play. the kids. Yeah, I was going to say, we kind of have the We're hoping door the kids open. behave. Uh, they've got iPads, so they should, you know, Daddy Apple is watching them if, right now. If I leave, it means I heard a scream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something's burning. Uh, and I'm trying to get this new uh, project, this uh, vertical pantry Ooh. weird looking thing. I'm trying to get it done because I've been dragging my butt and uh, finally got to the point where I'm applying finish. It. I didn't. And I, I, the fun part was the veneering and mm-hmm. I did that and I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. We can stop now. We're good. So, uh, I actually have some pictures if you guys want to see them. You try to post them on Instagram and Instagram changed the rules apparently about multiple pictures. <laughs> I think it's a bug. <laughs> yeah, you can't post multiple pictures right now on Instagram, which is super weird. I checked with Matt. He had the same thing. Your mm-hmm. app had the same thing. Uh, so, you guys actually get to see it. You get to see it first. Ooh. So, got a couple of pictures for you to check out. Here we go. And I'll tell you, I'll narrate it while we're here. So, it's, uh, you know, very tall, skinny. The whole point of this thing is it has to fit in a very small space in my mom's um, kitchen. Where is it going? Between the garage door and oh. the pantry door. Because she oh. does have a pantry, but it's teeny tiny. Gotcha. So she, she brings me this drawing. Uh, it was a pretty good one. She brings me this drawing, this little sketch she has that's just this vertical thing. She's even got measurements on there. She's telling <laughs> me what she wants to store in each one of these things. So I'm like... Okay, so you want a you want a tip out drawer? You want two of these? You want one of those? It was like she really customized this mm-hmm. thing, you know. She knew exactly what. Oh, she you knew. Want. Versus not knowing anything, right? Which one would you rather have? So yeah. A client that knows exactly what they want, or a client that doesn't know what they want, but uh, they know they want something there. I choose C. No client at all. <laughs> <laughs> I want to build for myself and not have to worry about it. Anyway, so here's what I what I came up with, and I, I wanted to make this project fun uh, and, and a little bit challenging for me, and, and doing some things with like veneering that I haven't done in a long time. A lot of continuous grain on this piece. You'll notice those panels on both the sides and the front are 100% continuous from bottom to top. That panel, uh, the panel grain is 100% continuous, and wherever you have two rails meeting. Those are also uh, single boards that were kind of chopped up to create uh, the individual rails in those pieces. Um, so I got a couple more pictures here. You could see Todd I did a wants little... to know if you're going to anchor it to the wall. Of course, yeah. yeah, it's way too tall. Yeah, and as soon as you start pulling anything heavy, the bottom, even uh, well, we have the heaviest stuff on the bottom. The veggies go on the bottom, mm. uh, but still, it's it's not safe to have a cabinet shape like that that isn't anchored to the gotcha. wall. Gotcha. 
These are Macassar Ebony uh, pools that I created and where two drawers came together, I put those pools and kind of just nested them next to one another. Kind of kind of cool. What? George W. said after building this for mom, a pie safe is going to be a breeze for Nicole. You could store your pies in this if you want to. <laughs> and if you're trying, I mean, when you look at the first picture, this is where you probably look at it and go, well, what the heck is going on there? There's a, like handles going in different ways, drawers that kind of resolve in weird ways. That's the fun of this thing. It was definitely an experiment and it was a real good time. This picture, myself, I think, <laughs> this picture shows you exactly what each drawer does. And the set of, you know, doors at the top, of course, is just the standard double doors with an open space. Uh, so, yeah, a little divided uh, compartment in the bottom for onions and potatoes. Potatoes. And then a big, deep bread. Uh, she wanted like a bread box, but she got yeah. a giant bread drawer. <laughs> and then two utensil drawers above that. So the whole point of this was to just kind of mess with people's expectations about rails and styles and what should be, in, you know, when you do veneering and you have these really stable panels, mm -hmm. you can sometimes break the, you know, typical furniture making rules, like having doors that don't have any styles. Um, and by not having many styles, it actually has a style. Mm -hmm. You get it? Yeah. Two different it. types of styles. Style. Anyway. Isn't that the guy from uh, Teen Wolf? Styles, yeah. Styles. That's what I think of. So that is what I am in a rush to finish right now. I really actually would like to get the rest of the Rubio on today. Tonight? Yeah, just so that it uh, can cure overnight. So when does it leave the shop? As soon as possible. <laughs> I have to be able to get it to mom's. Uh, okay. So it might have to wait till Monday um, when John's here. Yeah. We'll see. Um, so if there's any questions that came in about that, I can answer those real quick before well, we Todd, Todd, get to our questions. Todd. Is in the chat. Oh. Todd Tidwell. Todd. He's the one that asked about the anchoring. Okay. The wall. I know Todd. I know Todd too. Familiar with him. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where are we? And Matthew, no, I am not building my own pie safe. <laughs> uh, Tomasu says it looks like um, darker. What'd you use for the drawer bottoms? So the story with the drawer bottoms is I didn't want to go out and buy more material. Um, just because I didn't feel like it. And I had leftover walnut, it's MDF core uh, material. So I had that for the back panel. The leftover material, I mean, the thing is, I, I really thought about this long and hard. I wanted to make use of something that I already had on hand and it just happened to be walnut veneered MDF. Um, and I don't really use that very often. So I was like, if I don't use it now, this stuff is like, I'm going to have a half a sheet sitting here doing nothing and I'm not going to have to deal with it and move it around 20 times before I use it. So, um, it may seem weird and somewhat impractical to use walnut for a drawer bottom, but that's what I had. And, uh, and it's better than letting it sit there forever. <laughs> the door is slowly opening and closing. I'm like, that's not going to be distracting at all. Uh, Ryan Murphy says, is there just airflow? Front airflow in the bottom drawer. Nope, airflow it, all the, the way through. Too? Well, if you look. Oh, it's Dougie. Is it Dougie? It's oh, hey, Dougie. Dougie. What's up? What's up, big boy? Let I me find. I thought it was one of the kids. Let me see if this picture shows it. Look at the. Oh, it doesn't. I didn't. I didn't put all the pictures in here. Uh, let's see. I wish we could like put the camera on Dougie right now because it's hilarious. There's another picture. So at the back of the drawer, uh, each compartment has slots to let air flow there. And I don't have a picture of it, but at the very back, the back panel uh, is also slotted. Uh, so the air does have the opportunity to go all the way through. Now, how effective that's truly going to be, we're going to find out. But, uh, you know, it should be okay. should be good enough. 
Uh, we got a, um, a comment that came in on um, YouTube. Okay. It's from Dennis. Um, last week, he had uh, posted about his uh, power, or was it last week? Power cable 690 router, uh, bad bearing. Yeah. He received a new one, and 20 minutes later, had it up and running. Easiest fix I ever did on a power tool. Sweet. Thanks for telling me to fix it instead of replacing it. Yeah. Good, man. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. All right. So I do have some questions. Uh, these, the ones I have, I only have a few pre-selected from Patreon. I'm going to deal with the Yeah, the yeah. Whatever. Matthew Lee says, is, uh, is there a such thing as a fluorescent stain for wood? Uh, one that shows up the area you applied it under a black light, but in a way that highlights the grain instead of looking like you spilled something on there. As a follow-up, are there any wood species with strong fluorescence? This is a question I don't have an answer for. Fluorescent stains. I would have to imagine you might be able to buy a thing that can go in a stain, maybe like an additive that could add some level of fluorescence to a stain. But um, I am not familiar with anything specifically that has fluorescence to it, nor am I aware of a wood that fluoresces. So chat room, you guys know anything about this? If you do, uh, let Matthew know, because I certainly don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, I haven't pre-screened uh, any of these questions, so hopefully hopefully I can help you guys. Andy has a question. He says, I watched or I have watched your videos on sharpening plane blades and the restoration of block planes. I have also seen some really good videos on restoring planes. My question is, do you apply any of these skills to a new plane out of the box? For example, would you ever work the sole plate and round over the edges and heel? Or just work the blade on a new plane from the factory? Would you... Would your answer change if it was an expensive plane, or does the small effort help make sure that a new plane is in excellent condition, anything you would not do for fear of making it actually worse? Yeah, definitely. There's a, there's a big difference between buying an expensive plane, where let's just say Lee Valley, um, you know, the Veritas brand, or um, Lee Nielsen. You buy that stuff, you shouldn't have to do much of anything. Maybe hone the blade, lap it a little bit, just to, you know, get it a little bit sharper. Um, but what you're paying for is not needing to do those things. Um, I would only do those if I'm working with an inexpensive plane that has problems or a flea market find that has problems. But if it doesn't have problems, then you don't need to do anything, right? Sometimes these things can still be nice and flat. Um, I can tell you the story of my buddy, Matt Vanderlist, who had a smoothing plane, I believe it was, that he tried to flatten the sole. And it was, I, th I don't think it really needed it that much, because I think, I believe it was a Lee Nielsen or a Lee Valley one, uh, but he really tried to flatten it. And in the process of doing that, he, he kind of created a banana shape to it. Aww. And uh, amazingly, he contacted, a, again, I want to give credit to the proper place. I believe it was Lee Nielsen. He contacted them and was like, look, I'm a dope. I'm sorry. I messed this up. And they took it back and, uh, and milled it for him and got it flat again. So you should not have to do anything to these planes, um, the, 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 the premium planes. Um, but anything else, yeah, you might have to do some things. Now, there are people who prefer to do things like, uh, you know, round the corners of the blade, uh, you know, maybe the heel and a toe get kind of chamfered a little bit. If you feel the need to do that and you find that it performs better in your hands, then go ahead and do that. I, I have a bunch of planes from premium companies back here. I don't do that on my plane, so I just don't feel the need to do that. So, uh, Do you listen to Shannon's uh, Lumber Industry Update podcast? <laughs> because if you did, okay. you would know that Black Load Locust has fluorescent. Why would I listen to Shannon's podcast? <laughs> That's what I'm setting you up. 
There are no woodworking podcasts in my podcast app. Not a one. Uh, Except for Wood Talk, only because I need to make sure that the feed updates. Yeah, Scott Walsh said, I uh, heard Shannon say that Black Locust has a Florence. Fluorescence. 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 You know, uh, scorpions also fluoresce <laughs> That's true. under That's, a black light. Yeah, we have a black light. Because Did Shannon know that? Hmm? When, we, when we lived in Arizona, I was like, yeah, we should probably get some black lights so we can, when we go outside, we can make well, sure we're ways, stepping on scorpions. Well, one of the ways people, you know, kind of tone down the scorpion problem in their house is at dusk or, you know, once it gets dark, to go around with a black light around the footing of the house and walk the perimeter. And if you see these little scorpions, you could pick them up and dispose of them. Uh, pick them of... up? Well, yeah, pick them up. No. You catch them. You know what I'm talking about? Not like with your bare hands. Okay. I mean, some people might, but... Some people, you not just, this people. Yeah, get them. You, you do something. <laughs> you, you put them in a jar and then you drown the little turds. <laughs> okay, Aaron Pena. Are you thinking about building a table... Or a built-in outdoor kitchen thingy for your Rectech RT700. The table you made for the big green egg was really cool, but if I remember correctly, that was mostly a promotional thing. I'm planning on getting RT700 soon and want to build it into an outdoor kitchen, so it would be great to get some inspiration. Okay, I have an opinion on this, Aaron. You might not like it. Uh, first of all, the big green egg thing was not totally meant to be a promotional thing, but because they took so long to, to make the deal happen... They sent me the egg after I had already made big decisions like what we were going to do in our backyard. Um, so I kind of was left with the situation of having, you know, too many cooking devices, which is still a problem, mm -hmm. but I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was a redundant cooking device. So thankfully, uh, friends of ours, neighbors have uh, had a need and they got a fantastic not, deal. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not far from us. Yeah, it's, can... I can still go see it. Uh, <laughs> I would, maybe, maybe one day I'll even eat off yeah. of it. Uh, so regarding the RT700, if anyone doesn't understand what all this means, um, this is basically, you've heard of Traeger, right? That's a, a company a lot of people hear of. It's a Home Depot or a brand that's in Home Depot. Um, it's a pellet grill, right? So you put these little rabbit food <laughs> pellets in there and you can smoke food and all that stuff. <laughs> Here's the problem, Aaron. Um, I do love my RT700, but a pellet smoker is potentially problematic, there are mechanical things going on. There are fans. There are computers. You're going to have a Wi-Fi. Yep, you got an auger. That's how it puts the, uh, the pellets into the little burn chamber there is it spins this auger and it meters out the right amount of pellets. It's very easy, surprisingly easy. This is an after show question, by the way. No, it's not because he's asking about wood. Ah. Oh. He's building uh. something. Uh, it can get clogged and the, if the, the, uh, what do you call it? If the pellets get wet, they can kind of sponge Expand. up and then solidify in the tube. And then you are somewhat screwed. Uh, you got some work to he do. He spent the whole, uh, the weekend fixing one of his. So I spent the weekend fixing a smaller version, uh, from the same company. And it, you know, basically reminded me why I don't want this thing built into anything. Um, if you do have it built into something, make sure you can get it out easily because it's not if you have a problem it's when so whether a component goes the electronics go uh, something goes wrong with it you need to be able to service it so don't put it in something that is just perfectly fit that you can't easily get out my recommendation if you're going to do this sort of uh, built-in thing in a kitchen just make an alcove make a cutout between your countertops mm -hmm. that's big enough for that grill possibly big enough for other girls not girls grills in the future if you change to a different brand and it's, it may not be as satisfying to think of rolling it in there on its, you know, rolling stand. But I'm telling you, man, you don't want to lock that thing down because you are going to have to service it and you'll be kicking yourself uh, when that time comes. 
that's all of the questions I have oh, from I, Patreon. I have one more. I have one question, but Dave uh, CGS is in the chat, and he says, "I followed you from the beginning." Yes. I'm glad you're still around. Us too. I'm glad I'm still around too. <laughs> so the beginning for us was 2006. Was it October yeah. of 2006? I think. Mm -hmm. That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah. We were we were there early, and uh, in spite of some people's wishes, we are still here. So there's that. <laughs> what else we got? Got a question here from Larry. He said, "I have a wood deck that's painted." Larry. <laughs> How would I go about redoing it? Paint. Um, I wonder. I mean, is the paint chipping off? How easy it is. A deck, you said. Yeah, because you could power wash if it's just. Well, what are you looking to do? Yeah. Do you want to He's, reapply the paint? He wants redoing it. Do you want to redo it? But redo it doesn't tell me what he wants to put on there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if the okay, so let's start at the beginning. If the paint is chipping, like Nicole said, you're going to want to remove the paint, at least the really you know chippy stuff. Um, any failure in there means moisture can get under there and it's just a matter of time before the rest of it starts to flake. So you want to get that old finish off of there and then apply, you know, your new paint. Now, if it's, if it's an intact painted finish, then you might just do a little bit of surface prep and put a new coat of paint on it. If you're looking to completely remove all the paint and move to some sort of a clear finish or stain, then you've got some sanding to do. You know, you want to, so, or I, on that scale of a deck, I don't a think deck. I would use like, a stripper, but I guess you could if you want to be careful with it. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of work. You just got to get the old finish off and put the new stuff on. It's mm -hmm. a big project, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm messaging Mateo because you probably can't hear it, but Ava's screaming. So I'm like, Mateo, can you make sure Ava's not screaming? <laughs> it's distracting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a question here from Dan, Dan Wilson. Hey guys, I'm building a 40 inch by 40 inch coffee table in the style of a, of the nesting tables Ooh, with a floating top. Oh, cool. I can't wait to see this. There will be two points of contact with the top on all four sides from the rails. I'm a little concerned about the top warping. I would be too. Yeah. Um, would you suggest breadboard ends or something else or should it be fine? Thanks very much. Well, it could be fine. I can't tell you for sure. The funny thing is Dan just came into the chat and he says, uh, hey, I just got on. Bad service. Did I miss my question? I just answered it. I just it. asked your question. Oops, I'm pulling my cord. Oh, ah, these cords. This is no bueno. Okay. You okay? Sorry. Uh, so what the heck was this question? Um, uh, the okay, nesting so tables, four-point of contact. There's no way to tell, right? If you just take any board, uh, you know, that that's that. Uh, maybe you don't know the total history of it, but you know that right now the moisture is an acceptable level. It's well acclimated. You did all the right things to make that panel so it's stress-free. And then you just let it sit there forever, right? At some point, probably going to move a little bit. Um, it's really hard to control that. Uh, but that's why we usually rely on table aprons and things like that to help uh, encourage these things to stay flat. Um, so you might get lucky and it might be perfectly fine with very little support. Uh, but I think you should stack the cards in your favor with something like this. If you want to do breadboard ends, I would only say do it if you like the way it looks. Breadboard ends change the appearance of a top dramatically uh, and not always for the better. So if you don't want to do breadboard ends, then find yourself some Riffson or Quarterson stock. Go for something that is just generally known to be a little bit more stable, that doesn't move quite as much across the grain. You want to really just get a species, or not a species, you want to get a cut um, that, that is just going to make it a little bit more, the chances are that it is not going to warp uh, on you. So 
but again, without a whole lot of support, any board just left to its own devices over time is likely to move to some extent. Cup, twist, do something. Ryan Murphy's in the chat room. He said, uh, man, I never get to catch this live. This is fun. Glad okay. you're having a good time. It's a good time for us, too. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hold uh, on. Oh, go ahead. Scott Morris says, with so many questions about wood movement and how things can warp on our wood projects, why doesn't this happen to commercial-made furniture? Two reasons. One is that it does. Mm -hmm. There are absolutely times where a commercial piece of furniture will move. Uh, the more... Let's say if you go to a place that specializes in solid wood construction, you'll see it more. So the reason why you don't see it in commercial furniture often is because it's not made of anything that's likely to warp. It's usually made of particle, particle board, board. Uh, MDF, uh, you know, it's something with veneers, or maybe it's just solid wood trim. Um, so most of the time, that stability comes from the materials that they use. And then if it is solid wood and just happens to be a little bit more stable, well, maybe the, the company, the, the factory that's making these things has a system down where their stuff is just, it's, it's well sorted, it, uh, it, you know, specifically picked for stability, it's well acclimated, and it goes through a process. Like when we build something, every time you're rolling the dice, you go get a new batch of wood that came from a different lot of material, mm -hmm. going, you don't know what conditions it was stored in, you're bringing it into different conditions in your shop, so that could be something that leads to it. But don't, don't think that commercial furniture doesn't misbehave, because it absolutely can and will. Yeah, got a question here from Mark. Mark, 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 uh, do you have an opinion on the beadlock system? Festival Domino is out of my budget and it looks like an acceptable substitute. Yeah, it's, a, it's an acceptable substitute. I think we answered a question almost exactly like this on the last Wood Talk, oh. if you want to go uh, listen to that. Beadlock is a system that Rockler um, bought years ago and now it's their thing and they've really improved it over time. Just a little drilling jig that you are able to make like four or five, I think it's five, consecutive holes. And it's actually, in terms of like inexpensive ways to create a domino-like joint, it's probably the most similar, right? The reason is because you could buy the tenon stock. So you buy this stock that has this little rippled pattern to it that fits perfectly. It's kind of just like buying domino stock. Uh, so it is pretty close. Now, it's not a perfect joint. Um, there may be things about it that you don't love. You know, it, it's, not, it's not as accurate as a domino. But if you're just looking for a decent mortise and tenon joint, and you're not being super duper picky about it, I think the beadlock is actually a really good system. Beadlock. Got a question here from, where'd it go? There it is, Ooh. Michael C. I like throwing them up when we can. Of course. On the screen. Oh, he's ready to. He's ready to go. Do some woodworking. Do some uh, dusty work. When attaching a top to an exterior table, is it done any differently than an interior table? No. Um, you probably want to plan for more humidity swings. So let's say, your attachment of the top to your base interior. Maybe you uh, you do whatever you do, whether it's like little clips or something you allow for like, let's say you allowed for a quarter inch of movement total across there. Well, maybe you want to do a little bit more outside because outside you're going to get these crazier swings uh, in temperature, humidity, moisture, all that stuff. Um, but generally speaking, when you're attaching a tabletop, I think most of us provide more, if you're doing things by the book, you're going to provide more movement potential than it probably will ever use, right? So I think if you just follow the normal rules and maybe use figure eight fasteners or um, I show these little brackets, uh, I use them on my mom's uh, dining table that work really well, um, that allow movement in a direction that you need it, it's probably gonna be fine. Bada bing. Got a question here from Ryan Murphy. I'm moving and I need to store my tools for a couple of months. 
That sounds familiar. Uh-huh. Uh, would you do anything special to the cast iron tops to prevent rusting? I'm going to wrap everything in stretch wrap. Yeah, I mean, if you're, <clears throat> if you're for extended periods of time, what's that stuff called? Cosmoline? I thought you... I don't know. How long oh, did he say? Little, how long did he he said a couple months. Okay, a couple months. I don't know that I would um, bathe my tools in schmutz. Because it's like a, it's like a it's jelly. Like the, it's the stuff that comes on your tools when you buy them new. Yeah. It's a rust preventative. It works really well, but it's gross, and you have to clean it off with either Sticky. like mineral spirits or kerosene or something. Uh, I would just wax the crap out of it or take a product like T9 Bow Shield. T9 Bow Shield is really cool, but it's a little bit sticky. So that's why when you apply that to a surface, you really have to kind of buff it out. Otherwise, your tabletop surface is just not, not, not as slippery as you need it to be. So I would apply a nice thick layer of that this and one? then leave it. Yeah, it's an aerosol material. Um, spray that on there and don't buff it out, right? And then, yeah, you're going to have to do a little cleanup um, when it comes time to take them out of storage. But I think that's a, a very simple way to apply a nice protective coat. To I'll put the, t the link to the T9 Bow Shield in our chat. Uh, if you actually use that link, it's an Amazon affiliate. So we get a teeny tiny percentage of it. Mm -hmm. um, I just said T9, <laughs> Bow Shield. Gazang said 17 <laughs> cans of paste wax and get the slathering. <laughs> That's a good tip. I got a question here from Scott Walsh. What do you think about making small wall cabinets out of thin stock. I'm thinking about making a 16 inch by 20 and perhaps a five inch deep cabinet out of five sixteenth inch hard maple. Just okay. for display, I like the lighter look. What do I think about it? I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, Would it, I mean. This project that I did for my mom, the pantry project. Yeah. It's one of those things where I designed it in SketchUp and my brain generally thinks in terms of three-quarter inch furniture, right, as a baseline. And I, a lot of times I end up thicker than that because if I, you know, if I can keep the wood thicker, I'm going to. So when I started designing this thing, I had to keep reminding myself that it is skinny. It's tall, but it's skinny. So I actually did something I normally don't do. I, like I find out after the fact, like, oh my God, why did I use three-quarters of an inch for this? Like, this is too big. Um, most of the panels and everything on that piece are half-inch. Uh, and I use quarter inch wherever possible. So scale is a huge thing. If these are small scale cabinets, as long as you use good joinery and you know that these things are not going to have to take a whole lot of weight, if you like the look of that smaller scale, then go smaller, especially on small pieces. There's no reason you, you can't do that. Uh, as long as the, the joinery is good and it's hung properly, it's probably just gonna come down to an aesthetic choice. So whatever you're into. Russell has a question for you about, uh, I think it's the stuff behind us, right? It is indeed. Uh, what thickness is the T111 panel that you use? And for my reference, when looking at current prices, what did it cost roughly in the before times? Uh, I believe before times. I believe this is five eighths. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's five eighths because I think it's typically half inch and five eighths. Maybe I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure what I have on the wall is five eighths. Speaking of not remembering, I have no idea that this was at least five years ago. Yeah. Well, four years ago. We, we haven't been here. Well, did it come from Arizona? No. Okay. I did not bring T111 off so the walls. In November, it'll be five years. Okay. So it's a long time. I don't know what it costs before. Mm. I mean, it's, it's still even then wasn't as cheap as you might like it to be. But for the functionality it brings to the shop, I love mm -hmm. it. Got a question there from Scott. Scott Reichinger. Look at his cute puppy. Looks like Dougie. It does. Dougie who a had a, a, a bleach bath. 
<laughs> a little bit bleached bl- all his color. A little bit whiter than yeah. Dougie. <laughs> Uh, did you get one of Annie Klein's new drill press fences? If so, any thoughts? I did. Didn't we show that on yeah. the morning show? Was it the morning show? We did. Yeah, because he had a, a whole... meeting? No, 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 no. I think it was he had a whole pre-sale campaign. Oh, that's right. So I don't know how that how you would find that easily. It's uh, obvious. Um, the, the episode is there. It's maybe a matter in of like, the spreadsheet? Hmm. Maybe... Um, try Maybe try using our search because our search would grab it if yes, it was put the, in the show notes. Yes. In fact, I'm going to do that for you. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I was actually really surprised at how well this thing, uh, given its heft, given the, the, the structure and how it's made, um, surprised at how... There it is. It's perfectly square. No, that's a twin turbo vice. What, which one are you talking about? The bandsaw fence. Oh, I don't know how to... I just typed in Andy. Because I figure Andy's name would be in the show notes. Maybe. Uh, but I, I, So if you can find that, if somebody... Remembers I it that was episode? A twin Turbo Vice. Though. Nope, it is. Um, <clears throat> What's it called? It's a bandsaw, or geez, a drill press fence. Oh, not a bandsaw fence. Definitely not a bandsaw fence. <laughs> Actually, you could use it at the bandsaw. Yeah, I don't see it. Well, crap on a stick. Yeah. Point is, it's good. We'll I find like it. it. It's incredibly well made. It's a uh, very heavy duty. Uh, Andy put a lot of thought into it, so the stop that comes with it, I think it comes with it, the magnetic stop is fantastic. The fact that it's kind of got that little divot, that little dip in the center means you can actually, you know, get all the way down. How many times have you set up a drill press for an operation only to find out uh, that the chuck is going to hit the fence? So having that little V-shaped dip in there has been great. So I love it. I think it's a great fence. Uh, Got a question here. No, I love it. Love it. Um, Is it? Julio? Juliano or Juliano? What is the plane just behind you? That one. I'm thinking. No, I'm thinking. I I have six planes behind me. (laughs) Which one? Nine. (laughs) Ten. Uh, This is a Veritas smoother that's awkwardly placed for this position. And this is a low angle jack. And then over here is a uh, Veritas small smoother, and then my uh, shoulder planes. I give you a nice. Let's do the Vanna White. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, David Sarvis. Donald. Donald. You need new glasses. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, no question today. I uh, just have an adult beverage or a coffee on me. Enjoy Aww. the show. You guys rock. Also, please don't ban me. Nope. Well, thankfully, I did not slip and hit the wrong Whoops. button. Um, thank you, Donald. That's so nice of you. Really appreciate it. JC said, I finally made it to the live show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just finished purchasing all his machines for his new house workshop. Thanks for the great training videos. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't remember what show it was, but that, that I know for sure that drill press fence was done on the show. Okay. Because we, we had a code, a discount code and everything. Okay. I believe you. I'm mm-hmm. not doubting you at all. You always doubt me. <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Ryan well, look at this. Ryan, Ryan Murray. You're full of useful information. Thanks for sharing your brain power. <laughs> I hope it's He's useful. He's also full of not full, so useful information. I'm full of a lot of things, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that's not a plane. It's Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I love to see this. Jeff says, uh. You guys are out of control with the Super Chats tonight. Uh, would love to ask a question, but your back catalog of shows keeps answering them for me. <laughs> Thanks for everything you do. Well, Jeff, hey, 
thank you for looking first. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't mind answering yeah. questions. I answer the same questions all the time. That's what I do. But it is nice that, you know, people actually use the resource that's there. The search is, is pretty decent because you have it into all and then you, get, you can... Yeah, you could subdivide it to videos or... It down. Yeah, different things. <clears throat> that site's been out there for a while, huh? Yep. I, I mean, usually these are questions, but you guys are doing super chats Aww. and just making comments. Just want to thank you for inspiring me to start my woodworking um, about 10 years ago when I first started watching your videos. I knew nothing about woodworking, but now... Pretty, 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 not that bad. <laughs> I love it. I love Paul's style. Very nice. That's great. <laughs> mm. Someone said $53. Are they talking about T111? Oh, I think so. 53 bucks a sheet? Baby. It, well, mine was definitely not that expensive. Yeah, no. I don't think it was. I think that's why you got it, because it was cheap. No, this stuff is actually not no? that cheap, no. Um, but it's... Uh, for, for the value is there, mm -hmm. right? For the mm -hmm. price, right. it was worth it. Sorry. Inexpensive. <laughs> Babyface Mark is the episode that has the fence in oh, it. I'm, I'm assuming that's what they're talking baby, about. Babyface Mark. Babyface Yeah, Mark. it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, it came up. It was when we had our Christmas shirts on. Oh, yeah. I don't know, Margot. <laughs> yeah, I did a whole review. I showed it, how it works, and then... Um, Let's see if I can... Is it? My, yeah, yeah, there it mag is. Mag switch yeah, yeah. fence and, system. Yeah, I don't know if the co the coupon code is we'll still We'll try good. the coupon yeah, code. It's Mark. M-A-R-C. See if it works. Baby face Mark. And there's the episode. Uh, Michael C. wants to know if I've heard any scuttlebutt about the Harvey table saws. People are talking about mm -hmm. them in the they guild come, group. They come up in a lot of the communities. I see questions about them. I see people talking about them. I don't know anything. I don't hear anything specific one way or the other, but it does seem like a, band, a brand. A brand. Um, it does seem like a good band. The Harvey Brothers. Harvey. Uh, Danger Harvey. What was the? Harvey Danger. Harvey Danger. Mm. Okay. Um, they seem like a brand that is, is getting more popular, but... I, I, I don't know. That's just the casual observation. Now, what else? Now I'm like, yep, Harvey Dater. Flagpole Sitta. That's the song that I was thinking of. Uh-huh. Uh, Beagle Wood is in the chat room, and he um, politely... Remember him last week? Kindly scroll on. Okay. Scroll on, scroll on, find a super chat. You can read there his question. Beagle Wood. <laughs> Look, I, I feel like the barking like a beagle thing... Might have just been a one-show thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure no one else wants to hear that. He gave you ten dollars to do it. I, I, uh, uh, I feel bad. Beagle. I know. It's tough on people's yes. ears yes. to hear that. Especially the audio. Um, if you want to hear me bark like a beagle, and you missed the last show, you know what we need to get. Go back to beagle the last wood. show. We need to get one of those um, those little soundboards, and I'll just clip that and just play it. Yeah, we'll turn we'll turn into like. A morning zoo radio morning show. Zoo radio show. <laughs> well, thank you, Beagle. Uh, I appreciate yeah, that. That was nice. Uh, Mark said that Stumpy Nubs likes the Harvey table saw. Yeah. Does he, oh, yeah. Does he have one? Who has one, though? Maybe he has one. Yeah. Does he have one? I don't know. Hmm. He must. You would think. <laughs> uh, and, and that's the thing. I think. So you never know with these brands, right? Because a lot of times a new brand comes along. Or even if it's not a new brand, uh, mm -hmm. a brand comes along and realizes the benefit of giving people free tools. Mm -hmm. um, so then you start to see them more often. And look, a, good, a decent table saw, they're all going to cut wood, right? So they get the job done. 
And a lot of times these things go into the hands of people who maybe don't have a ton of experience with different table saws. This may be their first cabinet saw and they think it's the, the bee's knees, you know, so they're going to say good things about it. And, um, you know, they, they probably got it for free. So I don't know that Harvey's doing that, but if you're hearing a lot about a brand, a lot of times that's what happens. Like the reason I, I'm, I'm doing this Merca versus Festool review is because I keep getting questions about the Merca and how it compares to Festool. Why am I getting questions? Because a ton of influencers and YouTubers got Merca sanders from the company and they're using them. And he's jealous that he didn't get one. And I'm jealous that they didn't send me one. So I bought one because I'll show them. <laughs> No, seriously, uh, this is the reason why you're hearing about Merca so much. Is be, but you know why? Because it works. Turns out, if you give you know free things to people who have lots of followers, yeah. the people know more about you or they know your brand. So, I don't know that that's what's happening with Harvey, but it might be. Local resident. A local resident. I like the name. Local resident asks question. Hey, Mark and Nicole, do you get stock at Austin Hardwoods here in our town, or where in our town? I, yes, here in yes. our town. I do get... Austin is my primary source for hardwoods. However, if you are here in Denver and you are on Facebook, um, I, when we first moved here, I put together a Facebook group called the Denver Woodworkers and Makers. Mm -hmm. So if you just search Denver Woodworkers on Facebook, it's a group. If you ask to join and tell me where you live... It's actually a surprisingly easy way to cut down on bots and spammers if you just ask them a question. Uh -huh. um, I have a spreadsheet full of all the local, not just wood supply stores, but Sawyers. People hmm. that are just doing it out of their backyard kind of stuff. So could be hit or miss, yes. but you can find some awesome things that way. So uh, look for that Facebook group. It will give you a ton of uh, resources, mm -hmm. not just for woodworking. There's also metal workers in that group. Hardware. That's, that's why I kind of said makers, because it could be anyone. Yeah. What so else they, we got? I don't know. You see anything going nope. on in there? It's a slow show. It felt like a slow day. Like, it felt like not a... for me. Well, for me. Just, John, John wasn't here today. Yeah. Because he's prepping to have his uh, poop shoot inspected. I'm sure he would like that. He told everybody that. So, He's having a colonoscopy. So I, I was working alone, but I was like absolutely determined to yeah. get this thing done and, and ready for finish. Mm -hmm. All right. What else we got? <laughs> so uh, Stumpy does have uh, a, a Harvey, Harvey saw. And uh, according to he one person, golden he, table. he bought it himself. So there's right. that. Let's see. Yeah, there's not much going on. Hmm. An email. Oh, somebody said I got an email from Grizzly that because of the increase in cost of materials uh, has increased almost by 30%, their prices are going up. Everybody's prices Every, are yeah. going up. Everybody's availability is down. Um, I, I thought, stupid story, but I thought that Festool had a new and improved um, TS-55. It turns out I, I got the messaging confused. It was about their cordless one. Uh, uh, speaking of people getting tools... Uh, for free that you're seeing on Instagram a lot. Um, those have a, they say it's faster and they have a thinner curved blade that makes it a little bit faster. Anyway, I thought this was a new TS-55. So I went and I saw, okay, it's on back order. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense, right? It's not mm -hmm. coming out for a few months. So I placed this order 
uh, and they kept pushing the date back. And then uh, talking to uh, Jason Bent from uh, Bent's Woodworking, um, and he's like, no, there's no new TS-55 coming out. I was like, I got confused. <laughs> but they kept pushing the order out. It was supposed to be ready in April, right? Uh, and then it got pushed back to May, then June, then July. Now the date is August. It'll probably get pushed again. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing how many delays there are right now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I had a question in here. Oh, uh, yeah, I got, an, I, got a, I got a good answer to this one. Any word on your repair on the Festival Sandra? I saw Facebook Festival Owners Group. A couple guys got theirs back. Yep. I, was, uh, I was one of the people who got them back, got it back. So I did receive my sander back. They said it is repaired. They apologized for the inconvenience and sent me a, a free sustainer with some sandpaper in it. And it's one of those sandpaper sustainers. Um, so, yeah. He's going to keep the sandpaper. Oh, I'm definitely keeping the sandpaper. <laughs> but I'm not going to keep the sustainer. I'm going to give that away. Yeah. Uh, question from Right Handed Creations. Okay. Don't ban them. What's the... Oh, I did... I banned them accidentally. That's so funny. You said that and I did it. Uh, what's the deal with three-phase? I'm not a, an electrician. I've never even played one on TV. But three-phase, as I understand it, you can look it up and find out what it actually is in terms of like what's happening with the electrons. Um, but three-phase to the average woodworker is not something you need to worry about. A lot of the bigger tools um, and the higher horsepower, really hardcore machines, sometimes just older machines, uh, may require three-phase power. You have to get some kind of converter thingamajig. Um, so you'll find people who, I don't know, like a, a Matt Cremona is a good example. Somebody who winds up getting some old piece of iron, some old you know tool that is pretty awesome, but it requires three-phase power, right? So he's going to get something like that installed. Um, for me, everything I need comes from standard household electrical lines with 220 and 110, um, and I don't foresee myself ever needing something like that. So it's only if you actually need it, right? But think typically, older, bigger, larger, more power-hungry tools. Ava's back. Uh-oh. Troublemaker. She, she, uh, I gave her pirate booty and said, here, let us work. Um, Got a question here from William Nelson. Okay. Well, I don't have that question. I'll get to it in a second. Oh, wait, okay. there it is. Do you have strong preference in sharpening stones? Do you still use Shapton? Yeah, I do. Still have the Shapton stones. I still use DMT stones for some or part of the sharpening process. Um, but yeah, primarily Shapton stones. Ava. I don't know what's going on. Do you want to say hi to everybody? You were doing a show, toots. Come here and say hi. Hop up here. You, you can be my replacement. You want to co-host with me? Hi, Em. <laughs> okay, ready? Ava, did you know that Lee Valley has the Veritas Tenon Makers back in stock mm. for making the sculpted rocker? Mm. You didn't know? No. no? Okay. Well, now you do. What do you think? This is a microphone. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, it is cool. pretty cool. All right. Well, well, thanks for stopping by. You want to say, say bye, everybody? Right. <laughs> that, <laughs> she sees right herself. There in that She's looking at herself there, in that laptop. Right there. <laughs> okay. All right. Come on. Thanks for stopping by. Careful. Careful getting down. Okay. All right. Let's see. Um, yeah. Ben wants the free sustainer. I'll do a giveaway. Um, sustainers are a huge pain in the butt to ship, right? Because they're big, they're empty. But you got to find a box that can, you know, contain the whole thing. It's a pretty big sustainer. Uh, but we'll do a giveaway. 
don't know. If Nicole comes back, maybe maybe we'll do it tonight for you guys. Blah, 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 blah. You yeah, had Tommaso makes a good point. Have you guys ever noticed that a lot of um, sci-fi shows, futuristic shows, use sustainers as just a prop for like containers for things? Because I guess they look futuristic. Um, what what? I was she about, just wanted to ask if we were done. Oh, I was thinking about giving away um, the sustainer on the show today. Do we have a box oh. to send it out? I think we probably uh, collapsed all the boxes. Yeah, I might be able to find one. Okay. If not, it'll be a, okay, a week. We can do the giveaway I'm sure tonight. Come in. Yeah, I'm sure she'll order more <laughs> things like she always does from Amazon. Uh, you have a package sitting in your office. Yeah, sneakers, because these are falling off my feet. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, so let's, let's give that yeah, away yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. it. There may be a delay in getting it to you, but we'll do, we'll do the giveaway tonight. Yeah. Just not now. You got to wait because that's, oh. uh, that's the hook, baby. I'm not new it, at this. Well, it's also 714. Oh, so Usually, it's time, it's time to end the show. It's time to wrap it up unless you see another. Uh, la, 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 la. Okay. One more question and then we'll, we'll give away a sustainer. How about that? Sounds good. <laughs> it's shocking that Mark's not an electrician. <laughs> Anytime I do That's electrical work, yeah. I have that thing in the back of my mind that says I should have hired someone to do yeah. this. <laughs> like, I know enough to get myself in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, last question here from JC Flux. My new table saw is a two horsepower wired for 110, but can be switched to 220. Why would I want to switch it? You know, to my understanding, if you switch to um, 220, don't you get like maybe marginally more power out of it or maybe it's just more efficient something like that this is a mm-hmm. good question where the chat room will clarify mm-hmm. but there are some marginal benefits to switching it, to 220 like more power like I, something like, i don't it's either more efficiency or more power or yeah. the motor you know life is better like, on, I don't, something mm-hmm. like that okay but chat room answer this question he doesn't know because i don't know <laughs> i mean i, I kind of know some things I just make things up half the time. Yeah. You know what? You know Jacob what's going. made me laugh. He said, Pecker? Pecker? <laughs> All right, so yeah, how are we going to do it? Um, what's, uh, I'm not going to make the them s- type out sustainer because that would, that's just mean. Okay. Um, I don't know. What do you want them to say? Say Ava. Ava. A V A. A V A. Type Ava in the chat and we will let that go for a couple of minutes and we'll pick and, a winner. And, and I just kind of. I do this thing on the screen. I'm okay. going to go grab it, actually, while yeah. this is happening. Cool. Uh, Todd says, 220 gives better torque, easier on the motor in the long run, too. So I was right. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, the sustainer. You two can have your own sci-fi show. <laughs> ah, lots of Avas. Eva, Eva. <laughs> See? Plenty of room on the inside. So you just kind of... Yep. I actually, I have two of these. Oh, okay. I use them all the time. Where are they? Right there. On the back. Oh, they're actually on the vacuum. Okay. Well, there you go. Stacked on top of a CT. All right. So, yeah. Who wants it? That's a lot of... That's a lot of Ava's. Ava's funny because there's there's another Ava in her class, and her teacher calls her Ava S., Mm-hmm. And so when I call her, her Ava, she says, no, no, no. My name is Ava S. You can come. You need help oh, opening it? Oh, do you need that? help opening it? Well, bring it here and I'll open it you, for you. You could ask Mateo to do it. Okay. Right. You want to pick a winner and yeah. we can get going. Okay. I'm going to not look and I'm going to scroll. Who's it going to be? 
Who's it gonna be? Ava, do you want to pick? Come here and take a pick. Pick a just point to a name. Point Over to here. point to a name. You got, she can't reach that. Point to this. Point to a name. Point to a name that looks good. What's the name? This one. Dino Bat. Dino Bat. Here you go, babe. <laughs> Dino Bat. Ava picked your name. All right, Dino Bat. Email me, Nicole at the Wood Whisperer, and I eventually, hopefully within the next week, I'll get a box. I might mm -hmm. have one downstairs. I need to look for it. Yeah. <laughs> All no, right. her teacher does not call her spags. Nope. She I should, though. I wonder. That's fine. They can do that. All right, we're good? I think we're good. Okay, well, thank you, everybody, for your questions. Thanks for hanging Ava. out. Must be a delay. Thanks for uh, typing Ava into the chat room <laughs> five minutes after we gave it away already. <laughs> If you were the sustainer, I guess Dinobat, Dino if you're Bat. the winner, uh, be patient with us. We're probably going to need to wait for a, the right box to come in and we'll, uh, we'll ship it out to you. I'll look. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for watching, everyone. Maybe we'll put something special in there, too. <laughs> Ava's yogurt cap. <laughs> Done. Ask and you shall receive. Okay, well, thanks again, everybody. Have a great uh, weekend, and we will see you next time. Next week. Oh, and we do have the after show. We do have the, we? oh, oh yeah, I should probably put the, put, yeah. if you're a Patreon supporter, here's the link to the after show. And if you are a YouTube member, you can just go to the community tab on our page mm -hmm. and click, click the link there. I look forward to it. It's all typically off topic stuff. So mm -hmm. let's have some fun. All right. Have a great Thursday night. We love you all. We'll see you later. Bye.